Hello, and welcome to another episode of the UK Mortgage Podcast from Hudson Rose. Uh, my name is Graham Taylor. Uh, I paused there because I was making sure it was recording. It'd be awful to record the whole thing if I hadn't pressed the button. But it is, so that's good. Um, we're going, we're following on from last week's episode, which was about uh, mortgages for the self-employed. And that focused you know, mainly on, uh, or exclusively on sole traders and partnerships, that kind of thing. This one is the biggie. I've been thinking about how to record this for a while. Um, it's limited companies, limited company directors, a lot more to it. We're going to go in quite deep, but you guys can handle it. Come on, you're six episodes in by now. If you listen to all of them, you know what's going on. You're basically mortgage brokers. So we're going to go in quite deep um, and uh, break down some of the things that you will need to know if you are a limited company director Stuff like what uh, what income a lender's going to use, what proof are you going to need, what what income a lender's not going to use, because there's all sorts of things wrapped up in limited company shells that um, pop up from time to time. So we'll cover it all, and uh, yeah, you can get in touch if you have any questions from there. So without further ado, let's go. then limited company directors well this is a whole episode is going to focus purely on uh how to get a mortgage and what you might need and the stuff you need to know if you are a director of your limited company okay we should probably start at the top of what defined you uh as your limited company director from the eyes of a mortgage lender because there's, some, there's a really key piece of policy and it changes between lenders okay but we'll give you a rough outline a change between lenders but it's, it depends on the amount of shareholding you have of a limited company as to whether or not you fall into uh, a self-employed category from an underwriting point of view or whether they just think you're employed. OK, broadly, if you have more than 20 um, percent shares in a business, so if you own more than 20 percent of the company, then a lender is going to class you as self-employed for their policy. If it's under 20 percent then you will be classed as employed. Now, I'm going to caveat the hell out of this because some lenders will use 10% ownership as the cutoff where they do self-employed policy or employee policy. Some will go up as far as 33, although that is pretty rare, 33%. All right. Now, what I mean by when they uh, class you as self-employed or employed, it relates to the underwriting policy they're going to apply to you when you uh, stick your head through their virtual door and say, can I have a mortgage, please? All right. Uh, now, uh, accountants and, you know, legally and all these sorts of things, a lot of the time, um, you know, they'll say, well, limited company is not true self-employed because in a limited company, you're a director and you're normally employed by that limited company. And that limited company is its own separate legal entity. Therefore, you're not technically self-employed. All of that's true. That's 100 percent. Right. But in our world and in the world of lenders, they treat you as self-employed if your shareholding is greater than that sort of percentage, normally about 20%. So for the purpose of this, when I refer to people being self-employed and limited company directors, we're going to assume that you have a shareholding in excess of um, the percentage required for the lender. So in excess of 20% normally shares in your name. If you have a spouse, husband, wife, I think that covers everything off, um, uh, and they, you know, you're 50 each or you know, 20 each or something like that, or 19% each, I should say, because that's the, the cutoff, then you're probably still going to be classed as self-employed because between you, if you're both applying, you have a controlling interest. So that's overcomplicating things a little bit. 
but hopefully makes sense. So we're talking about people with a shareholding in excess of 20%. As an aside, if you hold a shareholder under the 20%, then they will generally class you as employed. And then they might just want to see pay slips and things like that from the limited company. But we're not going to touch them now. So let's put that to one side. So this is very much um, a case of uh, similar to the last episode, if you listen to it, is, is how many years do you need? Does your company need to have been trading for in order to be able to even apply uh, and get a look in with a mortgage as a limited company director? Historically, it was always three years. More commonly now, you need to have two years finalized accounts. So you can't use drafts and things like that. You need to have a finalized set of accounts, two years of trading. Uh, and again, as we discussed last time, it's just about making sure that the business is profitable and there is some kind of sustainability in there. All right. So we're going we're gonna to just assume that you've listened to the last episode. If not, go back, have a listen to the self-employed part one. That'll explain a little bit about the number of years and everything else. But assuming you've got a couple of years books, you should be good to go. Again, you can do it with one year's books. It is possible lenders out there that will work off one year's figures. But let's talk about the main, you know, the, the, the ideal scenario uh, of what we want to achieve. So you've got your two years books. You're a limited company director. OK, things have been good. You've made profit. You've done all that sort of stuff. What income are lenders going to use to work out what they can lend you, or what you can borrow? This is where it gets a little bit tricky. This is where you've got lots of options. And it's, to be honest, can you tell I'm such a mortgage nerd that I get quite excited. I love all this. Right. So the majority of the market... If you walked up and down your high street and found a bank that was still there and walked into it, my guess would be that they're going to say to you, if you're a limited company director, we're going to use your salary and your dividends uh, as income. And normally they're going to look at your salary and your dividends over the last two years and they're going to average those figures. OK, so quick. Um, I understand I'm not an accountant, but, you know, your quick accounting lesson, your salary comes out of your expenses uh, as if you're employed as a limited company director. So you might take a minimal salary on the advice of your accountant, up to about £12,000 seems to be fairly normal at the moment, as I record this. Um, and then out of your profits, you might then pay yourselves a dividend, um, which obviously attracts lower taxation uh, rates and everything else, and therefore is better from you from a tax planning perspective. So dividends coming out of the profit, salary just... Uh, Coming coming out before those uh, that profit figure is arrived. So most lenders salary and dividends pretty straightforward. They'll look at the last two uh, two years, um, and they will if the if those salary and dividends figures are stable or increasing, they'll generally average those two years figures and then put that into their calculator. If those salary and dividends figures have decreased over the two years, then normally a lender is going to play it a little bit cautious and use the latest year. So. Again, like uh, last uh, last time, the episode last time, um, we, you want to try and think ahead if you're a limited company director about when you're going to need to do something with a mortgage uh, and then try and, you know, make sure you've got that increasing um, salary and dividends or increasing drawings from the business at that point. Not good for tax purposes, good for mortgage purposes. We work on separate sides, doesn't the accountant? So that's how most lenders will do it. But that's not how all lenders do it. And there's some really good stuff that uh, out there, some good policy out there, if you know where to look, that can really benefit things. And that is the lenders that will look at your entitlement to the net profit of the business. OK, so this is uh, the figure after your expenses. OK, and it can be either the operating profit before tax. So that's your, op that's your profit before you pay your corporation tax 
or some lenders will look at the operating profit after corporation tax. So, as I say, getting a bit wordy, we're going to go in deep. You guys can handle it. Stay with me, right? What this means is that if you're, say, quite, uh, if you made quite a bit of cash in your limited company, but you don't necessarily want to draw all the money out because you don't actually need to spend it all that, that year because you can live within your means on a lot less, less income, then you can still borrow against the money that the company has made, even though you haven't paid it to yourself in dividends, okay? So if you have, let's do round numbers. This is going to be a good company, right? Say your company makes £100,000 in profit, operating profit, uh, before or after tax. That's just a, a policy piece. We're about. But say it makes £100,000 in profit, all right? And you've paid yourself £12,000 in salary before that £100,000 in profit has, uh, has arrived, okay? But actually... You live quite frugally. You don't need to, to go on expensive holidays and you're quite happy to, you know, uh, eat uh, tins of beans or whatever. You know, you're just living your life. You don't need to spend your money. Life is good. So you don't want to take all that £100,000 left over out in dividends because that will cause you a, 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 ta- a personal tax headache. So you think, well, I'll just take £40,000 in dividends and add it to my salary and that'll do me fine. That's cool. That's a brilliant move in terms of your, your tax planning. And obviously, in, a, in example one of the lenders that use salary and dividends, they're only going to look at your £40,000 worth of dividends plus whatever salary you took. All right. However, some lenders will say, well, actually, just because you only took 40000 out, you were entitled to take the full hundred. So we're going to use your entitlement to the net profit plus your salary, because we add that back in, and we're going to use that as a figure for the, um, for the affordability calculator. So that's brilliant because you've just boosted the income. You're not paying the tax. You're paying corporation tax on the 400, obviously, but you're not paying personal tax, but you're still able to put it into the mix for your mortgage application. Okay. Now, clearly that works. If you were a 50% shareholder of the business, then all they would do under that scenario is say, well, it was a hundred thousand pound company profit. You were entitled to 50% of that. So we'll use 50,000 pounds plus your salary. Okay. So it's a really niche way that we can boost the income for limited company directors by just going and talking to the right lender. Again, the average over two years, and if it's decreasing, they'll take the latest year. That that still rings true. It's just they're looking at different figures within uh, within the accounts. Okay. Obviously, the best way to do that is for the lenders that will look at the operating profit before your corporation tax. Um, it used to be more common. There are, there's only a couple of lenders I can think of, as I record this at the end of 2021 today, who will still use the pre corporation tax figure. Most will look at the after corporation tax figure, but it's still, you know, it's still really beneficial for people that aren't drawing all the income out of the limited company shell. Brilliant. So that's, that's that bit done. The other one that sometimes comes in, and this is a bit, whether I, yeah, I'll introduce this now. The one that sometimes comes in is, if you're just drawing a salary out of the business, can you just use your pay slips? Well, no, not if you've got more than that sort of 20% shareholding figure. So even if you don't pay yourselves dividends, okay, and you just pay yourself a salary, if you have that more than 20% shareholding, they're still going to generally want to see accounts of some description. The reason being is because if you have a, a large shareholding in the business, because the business is a separate legal entity to you, it is, you know, John Smith Limited, and it can borrow in its own it's it's uh, in its own name and all that kind of jazz. Then potentially you have the ability to borrow fifty thousand pounds in the company's name and then pay yourself a fifty thousand pound salary. 
But that's not the same as the company having made 50,000 in profit. So what a lender wants to do is just make sure that actually the money that you are paying yourself, salary, dividends, whatever, has come from actual trading activities and, and there's nothing kind of um, dubious or dodgy going on. So moving on to how do you prove this income? You go to a lender and they say, oh, yeah, we're going to use this. This. What documents do they want to prove your income. Now, lenders vary. So I'm going to talk to you, talk to you from a broker perspective and how we at Hudson Rose um, liaise with our clients to make sure we get them the right loan on the right terms and all that kind of stuff. We'd always want to see, ideally, three years finalized accounts, okay? Or two years if you haven't got three years, we'll take two, you know, but generally you want three years, okay? And when we talk about finalized accounts, we want the full, finished, signed off by the accountant, submitted to a company's house, uh, books for the last three years. And they should show you income, your outgoings, dividends, all that kind of stuff in there as well. Now, the reason we want that is because we want to be able to look at these accounts and we can then work out all these different permutations. So we would sit down and we'd go, right, what are they taking in salary and dividends? What is the net profit before tax? What is the net profit after tax? We put all these things normally on a on a Word document and we write it all out and, 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 and work out. And then we can see very quickly the different income figures we can use for different affordability calculations, all right? So by giving us the accounts, that gives us all the information we need uh, in most cases to be able to do the job we do, all right? We'll often quite like to speak to accountants because sometimes accountants do really crazy things in limited companies and we have to go to them and go, can you um, explain what you've done here? Because we're not accountants. Uh, and that's cool. And like I say, we like chatting to accountants as well. So always going to want accounts. However, as with everything in mortgages, there's always exceptions. Some lenders will use the SA302 um, or tax calculation and tax year overview. Now, if you if these are completely new words to you, listen to the episode uh, about self-employed sole traders partners, uh, because in that episode, I talk about SA302s a little bit too much. I think I said SA302 in the other one about 50 million times. But have a listen to that. That will explain what they are. Um, and say limited company directors, some lenders will use these SA302s or tax calculations um, instead of uh, company accounts. Now, there's something to think about there because uh, the SA302 runs for the tax year, April to March. Your business year, your company year might run, I don't know, January to December because that's how you set the business up. And that's absolutely fine. Most lenders are going to look at the business year, but some lenders will look at either. They'll look at either the SA302, so the money that you actually physically took out of the company in that tax year, or they'll look at the business year, depending on how you do it. Now, those lenders are only ever going to be looking at salary and dividends. They're not going to be looking at the net profit calculation because that doesn't appear on those forms, all right? But if you're in that situation where you've got a, a business limited company year that goes January to December, and you've got the year that goes um, uh, April to, to March, with those lenders, you can pick which which documents you're going to use to to uh, to, to to underwrite. You could say, well, actually, so if your SA three hundred two is better because there was income taken from two years trading, then then that's fine. That's a perfectly legitimate way to do it. If the lender's happy to underwrite on that basis, so accounts SA three hundred twos, tax year overviews, and things. The other way um, a lender might request to underwrite uh, is through an accountant's reference. Um, it's uh, it's normally. A handful of lenders that go down this route. It's a nice, easy way. What they do is they write to your accountant, they send them out a form. Uh, it asks things like, what is the shareholding? How's the company set up? Um, what's the profit, salary, dividends, all that kind of stuff. And providing your accountant is suitably qualified, normally means you have to be chartered, 
uh, and can um, can stamp and sign that it's all all legit, then that, it can be just a single page form can be used to um, to uh, yeah confirm the income and, and and get it nailed on. So. Yeah, a bit more document heavy. As I say, you want to try and get all these documents up together. Um, you know, accounts finalised. Sometimes people will come with draft accounts. That's okay as a rough guide, but we always kind of say, look, if the draft accounts change massively, uh, then obviously all the figures will be thrown out. So we prefer people to have fully finalised accounts. But the point is you've got to just try and get these things, your ducks lined up in a row. You? You've got to just think about what you want to do in the next 18 months, two years, and then get all your documents together, Get your profits nice and healthy. Again, your accountant's going to want to reduce all your profits. We want to make your profits uh, to be as large as they can because we need to show the more we can show, the more you can borrow against them. That kind of segues in to um, income that can't be used from limited companies because accountants are brilliant and they do their job in their as they are as they are paid to do. Uh, And as I said, and I've said about three times this episode already, I'm not an accountant. It's mind boggling. But there's lots of things they can do whereby you end up drawing from uh, a director's loan account. And and because it's been, you know, uh, there's been an amount of money put in there because you put money into the business or whatever. That's, again, brilliant for your um, for your tax planning. But a lender won't use director's loan income as income. Because it's not it's not uh, subject to tax for the first part, but also because it's 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 finite. There's only so much money in the director's loan account, and once that's gone, um, it's up to you to, to to be able to make the profits and everything else. So they're not going to use that sort of income. Elements of goodwill as well that that sometimes um, people end up getting money out of, which I'm not sure how it works. <laughs> Again, that's not going to be not going to be used. So we're very much using salary and dividends or net profits and the company should ideally be in profit to be able to do that. That's quite a lot of information. I mean, that's a hell of a lot of information. I'm almost I'm almost going to apologise for just like splurging anything I know about limited companies uh, uh, directors down the, micro, down the microphone at you. Um, it's, hopefully, we're coming up to the 18-minute mark. Hopefully, it's not been too painful and it has made some semblance of sense. If not, reach out, give us a shout. We've actually got a guide for self-employed uh, people, both limited company directors and sole traders and partners um, and everything else. Um, if you want it, reach out. Say hello at hudson-rose.co.uk's email address. Just say, listen to this. I'd love the guide and I'll pin you a copy out. It's no problem at all. There's also the YouTube channel, which has some bizarre um, uh, web address. So it's not as easy as that. But if you search Hudson Rose Mortgage on YouTube, you will find us. If you search Hudson Rose, you get some... Um, focusing on America. So she's probably pretty cool as well, but she probably doesn't know much about UK mortgages. I don't know. Maybe she does. I might really just put her down there. <laughs> she might be an expert. Anyway, um, you can go there and there's lots of videos about limited company directors and that. So hopefully it's not, this isn't the kind of episode where you'd listen once and be like, oh yeah, brilliant. Know that because it is really tricky. Uh, all, all we can sort of say is that don't lose hope. It's, it's, it's a good position to be in because you've got more things you can pull from in order to... Um, to get the, the the lending you want, you've got different ways you can be made up. And clearly, using um, using a, an advisor that knows this and can can guide you through is key. Because if you just pick something at random on the internet, you might not be getting the best deal for you. Anyway, that's cool. That's it, really. I'm going to go now. Hope you enjoyed it. Everyone, uh, take care. Uh, it's Merry Christmas. Um, probably won't be when you listen to this, but there we go. So I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.